as artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore, AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing. They're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us go to gigantic.is that's gigantic.is and save your seat for our january cohort your potential is gigantic and we're here to help you reach it go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today michael today's product journey that we're going to be covering here this is going to be a little bit different well hey i like different how different are we talking though well in many ways, this product journey might sound like other successful product journeys. A brilliant founder, Stanford pedigree, experience working at a darling tech company, even a stint uh, at a notable Sand Hill Road venture capital firm. Okay, yes, I think I've heard this story told this story probably <laughs> hundreds of times. Except for it's not. We're not talking about some new hot consumer web app. Uh, we're talking about a consumer packaged goods product. Uh, and the story moves to Silicon Valley, but actually starts in Queens and ends in Atlanta. 
and the person behind the product isn't your typical Bay Area tech bro who grew up with wealth and privilege. It's an African-American man from Queens who grew up on welfare, but worked his way into one of the best boarding schools and later one of the best colleges and ultimately into some of the fastest growing technology companies in the world before launching his own successful company. You have to be talking about Tristan Walker, founder of Walker & Company, which is behind the successful body, skin, and hair care product line, Bevel. That's exactly right. And we're gonna be hearing about all about Tristan, the product journey of Bevel, and maybe some other product lines, uh, which goes from Silicon Valley to Atlanta, Georgia, all on this week's product journey on rocketship.fm, which we're starting right about now. Welcome to rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. So we're going to focus on the product journey of Bevel, a product line that was brought to life by Walker and Company. Um, and Walker and Company was brought to life by Tristan Walker, its CEO. Uh, at this point, 10 years ago, Tristan was probably in celebration mode as he was just finishing up his time at Stanford Graduate School of Business. But right out of business school, Tristan decided to take a role at a growing startup that we heard about a little bit earlier in this season Foursquare. That's right. You might remember earlier in the season, Kevin Systrom and Mike Krieger, they originally launched Instagram as a Foursquare competitor. But Tristan was at Foursquare even earlier than when Kevin and Mike launched their first version of Instagram. Tristan was at Foursquare, um, first focusing on business development from 2009 to 2012, which is really peak Foursquare. And while Tristan had internships at Twitter and Boston Consulting Group, it was really at Foursquare where Tristan started to cement himself as a tech leader. Yeah, but we should rewind all the way back. I mean, Tristan's story is a great one, and he tells the very beginning of his personal story to Sarah Lacey of Pando right here at the 2014 Southland Conference. So I was born in Jamaica, Queens, New York. Uh, lived most of my life in Flushing, Queens, New York. Uh, projects, welfare, family, you know, I like to say is the whole rose that grew from concrete story. Um, you know, I did well in school, single mom, um, you know, she said, you're going to be uh, the kid that, that makes it. Uh, had the great fortune to go to boarding school for high school. Uh, I went on a How did full, that full scholarship. I, uh, I was a part of a program called the Boys Club of New York, uh, and I was a bit of an athlete. I played basketball as well, but I did really well in school. So they told me to come in and take a test. Uh, I think it was the SSAT or something like that. Did really well, uh, and they said, Tristan, you're going to boarding school. I had no idea what that meant. Uh, and, you know, they gave me a full ride right away. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, I actually didn't want to go because <laughs> I didn't want to be Was it hard for you to home. leave your mom? Uh, it was. It was because she and I are, are fairly close, um, and I love my mom to death, and I love New York, and I just wanted to play basketball. And I was like, I'm not going to go play at this school in Lakeville, Connecticut. It doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I went, visited, and realized it would probably be the best opportunity in my life, and it, it happened to be the best four years of my entire life. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Got to see how the other half lived. Um, you know, I got to go to school with Rockefellers and Fords and that sort of thing. And it completely blew my mind and showed me that like opportunity was actually real. For Tristan Walker, opportunity was very real. Tristan would go on to leave Foursquare and join Anderson Horowitz as the entrepreneur in residence, exploring all sorts of business ventures from shipping and logistics to thinking about how to solve childhood obesity. There was no shortage of ideas, but none really felt right to Tristan. When he thought about spending 20 years solving a problem, he wasn't sure if he'd be the right person to spend 20 years solving those particular problems. Until he realized that there actually was something. 
he realized that there's a big pain point that he experienced pretty much his entire adult life. And it was a pain point that nobody was even trying to solve, at least not for people like Tristan. And the big pain, what is it? Eliminating razor bumps. Now you might be thinking, wait a minute, skincare products do exist. And you'd be right, but. But they don't really exist for people that look like Tristan, African-American males whose skin and hair are completely different from say, Yours or mine, Michael. And so in 2014, with seed capital from the very firm he served as an EIR at, Anderson Horowitz, along with some others, Walker & Company was born. Here's Tristan Walker of Walker & Company in a company video introducing Walker & Company. We have the courage to do daring things and build products for our community that satisfy their unique needs. Products that we've desired for a very long time. My name is Tristan Walker, and I'm the founder and CEO of Walker & Company Brands. Walker & Company exists really for one reason, and that's to make health and beauty simple for people of color. Each day when we sit down to discuss which products to make for our customers, we think about a variety of stories. So I think about my not having a father to teach me into shape the right way, right? That missing rite of passage is something that, you know, probably shouldn't have happened. You know, I think about the girlfriend telling the other girlfriend how to go into natural hair care transition. You know, I think about the daughter telling her mother which vitamins to take, right, and, and why, and why that continues to be important. We're inspired by stories like these and just want to make products that make these things simpler. Because it matters. And Walker & Company really wants to show why it matters. We're only going to design, develop, and test products and services uniquely tailored to our community's needs. We're going to solve really important problems. I get it. I'm a part of the community we're building products for. I know we want better design. I know we want innovative products that just work. I know we want a shopping experience that makes us feel genuinely cared for. We'll win on design. We'll win on service. We'll win on delightful shopping experience. We live by these things. And without them, we can't build great mess. Brands that folks can be proud of. We want to inspire that pride in our customers because they deserve it. So that was the vision for Walker and Company, and its flagship brand, Bevel, was meant to make that vision a reality. Here's Tristan introducing Bevel as he speaks with TJ Holmes at MSNBC during its The Big Idea segment back in early 2014. Yeah, so Bevel is a six-piece kit uh, designed specifically for men with coarse curly hair. It includes a single-blade safety razor, shaving brush, priming oil, shaving cream, uh, and restoring balm, all of which have ingredients uh, and, and formulations to fix this issue for men. More on the product journey of Bevel, the flagship product line of Walker & Company, after a quick word from our sponsors. So we're back learning about Walker & Company and its flagship product, Bevel, which originally launched in 2014 as a health and beauty products brand specifically for African-American males and others with coarse curly hair who found that most other product lines simply weren't made for them. Originally, Bevel was launched as a direct-to-consumer brand. You would purchase the kit directly from Walker & Company's e-commerce platform with single purchases and subscriptions available. And if you're an African-American male looking for health and beauty products for yourself and you go to the Bevel website, get Bevel com you can see pretty clearly this is for you i mean the imagery on the website the video master classes there's even a major heading that literally says the words this one's for you 
Their e-commerce site was created specifically for this market. Of course, this was just the first step for them. Their e-commerce only approach in the beginning wasn't the end. It really was just the beginning. And they knew even then that their site should be set on retail too. Here's Tristan talking about this with Megan Rose Dickey, a writer for TechCrunch on its bullish segment. When I think about Walker & Company, we've already always thought about uh, building brands that were omni-channel. Right? Okay. We're going to start online direct-to-consumer uh, to get to our product market fit, really build something that people can love, understanding union economics. Uh, but it would be silly of us to not uh, go to retail. If I think about the shaving industry alone, 90% of all purchases that happen are at retail. Mm. Right? We have to be where our customers are. And for a product like ours, uh, in Bevel, where most of our customers are shaving for either the first or the second time, you know, there's an inherent fear and skepticism uh, around just using razors in general. So we want to right. be where they are. We want to educate them. Uh, we want them to feel like they're a part of the family. And for us to kind of disregard retail uh, would be a mistake. So as flashy as brand new e-commerce sites can be, Tristan knew that there's a reality that most people purchase their health and beauty products at retail, not on e-commerce, at least the majority. And he went as far as to say that ignoring retail would be a mistake. And it was going to be a mistake that Walker and company just wouldn't make. But getting into retail, it's no easy task. And I know that from experience. First, they're going to need to prove out that there was demand for the types of products that they offered, but that there's also demand for their products specifically. So getting started with a direct-to-consumer strategy through their own e-commerce website, it made a lot of sense. Of course, selling any kind of physical product takes capital, and promoting a direct-to-consumer e-commerce website certainly takes marketing dollars. So Walker & Company quickly followed on their seed round with a $7 million Series A investment round. Along with Andreessen Horowitz came along several new investors like Upfront Ventures, Collaborative Fund, and others. But more than getting some solid financial backing, Bevel was backing it up with a solid product. Some of those reviews in early 2014, uh, here's one from Sharpologist. It said, I find it encouraging that a startup can not only sell the sizzle with well thought out and produced marketing and information, but back that sizzle up with a juicy steak in the form of well-designed, solid products as well. Blogger OK Danny had her father try out the product. The verdict? He loved it. He thought the cream would be great and liked the quality of the razor itself, saying that it felt well-made. He also tried the restoring bomb and said it felt fancy. And hey, fancy's good. Uh, anyway, these are just two reviews, but there were a lot of reviews like this during the first few months of Bevel. And personally, I couldn't find any negative reviews. So I, I think the, the verdict was in and it was all positive for Bevel. It was clear that Walker and company, they were onto something. And we should talk about the and company part of Walker and company. At the time, the company was based in Palo Alto and there was something different about Walker and company compared to most of the other technology companies on University Avenue and, you know, around the neighborhood. Yeah, it was, get this, an inclusive and diverse company. How about that? <laughs> this diverse workforce, it, this was a conscious choice of Tristan's from the very beginning. This didn't happen by accident. I'm going to play a part of a conversation that he had with Lori Siegel of CNN about how Walker and Company's diversity is really a competitive advantage, not just a nice to have. Now, this is from 2016, but it rings true even in the early days. It doesn't start and end with the founder, right? Uh, you know, it kind of filters down the entire organization. So at our organization, we're majority minority, majority woman, most of my senior leadership, uh, women, women of color. I am very proud of that. And I 
see that as a fundamental competitive advantage, right? We want the diversity of our employee base to reflect the diversity of our consumer base. As it relates to the rest of Silicon Valley, uh, look, folks have been coming out with their numbers around things related to diversity. Those numbers really haven't changed too much uh, from three years ago to where we are today. But one thing that I can tell you as it relates to Walker & Company, we believe very strongly in that. We will continue to, and we'll continue to push that message uh, throughout Silicon Valley and outside of it as well. Here's the thing. To achieve this kind of diverse workforce, you have to actually work for it. You have to be proactive and do it consciously. Here's Tristan talking about his deliberate conscious efforts that he made and how it's different than what he sees happen at a lot of other tech companies that aren't really willing to put in the effort. We're going back to the Southland Conference here with Sarah Lacey. I send a monthly um, kind of update uh, about my business to all of my investors. And the first thing that I ask is for recruiting help. Right? And I'll say, you know, like we need engineers, but before you kind of send me names, please think of people of color or women who would be stellar in these roles. And then if you can't think of it, then think of kind of other folks. And that's actually led us to having a majority minority culture, majority women, uh, and incredible leaders at my company, right? Like that simple fix, uh, people aren't willing to have. So Walker and Company, with the company being its diverse and inclusive workforce, it continued to thrive in 2014 and 2015. And they weren't just getting noticed by consumers. They were getting noticed by people that had quite a bit of influence, too. One of those influencers? NBA star Andre Iguodala. Here's Iguodala giving Bevel a shout out during his appearance at TechCrunch Disrupt back in 2015. So Bevel was a company um, that I was really interested in because it really affected me and my culture. As far as uh, I, I haven't shaved in a while, I know I'm, I'm in training. And when you're in training, you, you, you go ugly on purpose <laughs> so you can grind a little harder. But um, it was shaving device for African-American men mm -hmm. because our skin, our, our hair grows a little different on our skin. It's more coarse and it curls. So market wasn't addressing it properly. Right. Somebody had to do it. So he's walking down the aisle and he's looking for something for him. And if there's this small section in this big store and it's always like that so that's how he found um, the idea to have this product and uh, I could directly relate to that and that's what drew me to it. That is awesome. Now usually people who have that kind of influence, that kind of cachet, they typically don't drop names of things unless they're, you know, involved. Well, that's a good point, Michael. More on how Andre Iguodala and other major influencers did get involved. People like John Legend, Magic Johnson, Nas, and more right after this break. So before the break, we learned how Bevel was starting to gain a lot of traction in 2014 and 2015, both in terms of winning over everyday users. And major influencers, primarily black celebrities, in fact, those A-list black celebrities, weren't just power users. Soon, they were going to own a piece of the company as investors. In fall of 2015, Bevel leveled up financially anyway, and they took on $24 million in a major venture capital round, including those A-list celebrities I mentioned before, as well as A-list institutional investors. Now that funding would go towards a number of things, beefed up production, heavier marketing, and preparations for something that Bevel hadn't done quite yet. Which was? Well, remember the conversation with Megan Rose Dickey of TechCrunch? What was the one thing that Tristan said that it would be foolish for them not to do? Um, uh, let me guess. Bevel was about to enter retail. Yes, you got it. Now, while their model was direct to consumer through their website, that was about to change uh, because Bevel would now be available at retail. And I'm not talking small mom and pop retailers. It was going to go straight to the big leagues, Target. 
Bevel would have products on the shelves of Target by early 2016. That's no small feat. It takes several years for some new products to make their way to Target. But now, Bevel would be right next to the health and beauty stalwarts like Gillette and others. Yeah, Gillette. We're, we're going to get back to them in this story, actually. So we'll, we'll get to that later, though. The launch into Target was, by <laughs> most accounts, quite successful. And it also made its way into larger retailers like CVS and Amazon. Basically, you could get it almost anywhere. Yeah, and Walker and Company continued to launch new brands like Form. In the summer of 2017, Form was introduced as a hair care product line specifically for women of color. This product line included 10 different hair care products, and it actually wasn't sold at Target right out of the gate. No, Walker and Company knew that products like hair care, particularly for women, must be treated differently because women bought their products differently and had different needs. Form incorporated an online consultant into their process to help its customers understand which products they most likely would benefit from first. That's right. So at first, Form was available through its own e-commerce site, but later that summer, Form did eventually make its way into retail, but not at Target. Instead, it was at Sephora, a brand that's known for selling higher quality products at premium prices. So Walker and company continued to roll out its products, and about a year after it introduced Form, someone came calling. And Walker and Company had a big announcement to make. We started with an idea to make health and beauty simple for people of color, to share and to honor our stories, to make products for us. We took risks, we struggled, we asked hard questions, we learned, we grew. We wanted to take a moment to say thank you. We plan to make our next move our best move. And we'll never forget why we're here. Get ready for what's next. We're just getting started. Well, remember Gillette, whose razors Bevel now shared a shelf with at Target and other retailers? Well, its parent company is the consumer packaged goods titan Procter & Gamble, a company that does, well, you know, just $68 billion in revenue each year. And Procter & Gamble would go on to acquire Walker & Company outright, putting the brand in its portfolio with other self-care product lines next to the likes of Gillette, Brawn, Old Spice, Secret, and many others. The deal itself, well, financial terms weren't disclosed. According to Recode, it wasn't a great financial success. Investors likely, I don't know, they got some of their money back, not all of it, um, but there's more to it. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. I mean, for starters, it wasn't just a buyout where then the team goes away, Tristan goes away. Walker and company would still operate as an independent unit, but now within the Procter & Gamble portfolio, Walker would still be Walker, and the company would still be the company. The team would stay intact, which is super important. The difference now, though, would be that Bevel and Form would have the R&D and marketing power of P&G, which is a massive, massive benefit for a company in their space. Yeah, and there's also something else. Walker and company, a team of just 15 people at this time, mind you, they'd be relocating. But – not to Cincinnati, Ohio, where Procter & Gamble is based. Instead, they'd be moving to Atlanta. And this was a very big deal for Walker. Yeah, the move to Atlanta was both symbolic and strategic. It was the single largest concentration of Bevel customers to any other metropolitan market. But symbolically, Atlanta's known by many as a haven for black culture. To have Walker & Company headquartered there... It really meant something. And today, Walker & Company continues to move forward as part of Procter & Gamble. It can move forward and serve its base with even more power than it had before. And in Atlanta, it can be as close as it can to its customers that they serve. So while the product journey for now ends here, 
it's not an ending. For Walker and company, their story continues and likely will continue for quite some time. But we mentioned that Walker and company is now in Atlanta, and it'd be hard to ignore the fact that just several days ago, Atlanta was in the news, and it wasn't because of Walker and company. Rashard Brooks was shot in the back and killed by police officers. He was a black man, and the officers who shot him were white. And this, of course, happened just days after an unarmed George Floyd was killed in Minneapolis by police officers. Before George Floyd, there was Breonna Taylor. Before Breonna Taylor, there was Ahmaud Arbery. And the list ugh, goes on and on. Yeah, unfortunately, this is not anything new. I mean, racial injustice has been around for decades. It's not right. And we at Rocket Ship firmly believe that black lives do matter. We wanted to end this episode with words from Tristan Walker, who spoke with Time Magazine correspondent Jordan Warland just recently as part of its Time 100 Talks interview series. Here, Tristan Walker talks about the importance of speaking up about these racial injustices as a business leader and acting upon them. And of course how he is more than just a business leader. Well, I think it's important for a number of reasons. First, I am a black man before I am a CEO and a founder. I am a black father. I am a black son. I am a black brother, right? I'm a black husband. Um, and it's important for me uh, to show our people, um, many of whom also represent, um, you know, the audience um, that is experiencing this trauma uh, that we care, right? Um, and if I'm not acknowledging this trauma, uh, if I am not helping model the way and if I am not acting, um, you know, what, what do we do this for in the first place, right? Um, and Walker Company was really built um, on um, representing a future that we all feel deserves to exist. Um, and it is my duty um, to speak out, not only as a Black man, um, but also as the founder CEO, uh, representing an audience, um, you know, that is going through this together. Walker believes that it's his duty to speak out. But we also think that it's all of our duty to speak out, whether you're black, white, or anything else. And more than speak out against these injustices, we believe it's our duty to act and bring positive change too. Mike and I are both doing that in our own personal ways, and we sure hope you will too. Yeah. So next week, we'll be back with more product journeys. But maybe until then, we could all just think about the ways that we can all be speaking out more and take action more. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM now has a premium ad-free feed. All you have to do is go to glow.fm forward slash Rocketship and subscribe. It helps support the show and it gives you an ad-free experience. You actually get an exclusive feed that you can listen to on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, and Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective, which is a community for software product people. Product Collective is also the home of industry, the product conference, industry virtual workshops, and one of the largest Slack groups for product people anywhere. And we're also on the Podglomerate Network, so a huge thanks to Podglomerate. You can listen to all the Podglomerate shows at thepodglomerate.com. We'll see you here next week on Rocketship.fm.